What is up, guys? Welcome to the third out. I am your host, Bryson French, here with Noah Witzke today. Today, we're going to talk about the National League East, and the World Baseball Classic is in full swing now. A lot of excitement going on there. Yeah, very exciting time here in baseball. Uh, World Baseball Classic. Very, very exciting. Uh, There's been multiple, multiple games that are very exciting here. We saw Julio hit a big home run. We saw Mike Trout hit a big three-run shot in the first inning as the U.S. pounded on Canada pretty hard there. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these games are a whole lot more exciting than these spring training games going on. Oh, for sure. And the, I will say the new rules are going to be really nice because these, these games are taking like four hours a piece, which is kind of rough, but they are very exciting baseball games. A lot of them. And even when they're blowouts, I'm having a lot of fun watching them, honestly. It's just a different atmosphere altogether. I'm really yeah, enjoying it, that. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we saw I, I, either you sent it to me or I sent it to you uh, down in uh, – it was one of the games in Marlins Park uh, saying it was the loudest it's ever been. And, I believe that was Venezuela, Venezuela versus Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah. So it was – which is probably true. I mean – Marlins. Was, I mean, that place. That place was going bananas, and that was just like the first run of the game. Like that wasn't even like a pivotal point. That was just yeah. That was just a, yeah. Normal play, normal run. But yeah, uh, very exciting. Very exciting. You know, the U.S. looked very dominant in there. Went over Canada. Granted, it was a nineteen year a nineteen year old pitcher that throws in AAA going up against a lethal lineup there with. Trout, Turner. I mean, if, when Turner's your eighth hitter, you know it's going to be a rough night. Yeah. Yeah. So over back to Taiwan, this is kind of where it all started was the first pool. From that pool, we have Cuba and Italy advancing. The surprises here, so everyone went two and two. It was very mm-hmm. evenly matched there. Uh, the Netherlands was eliminated, though. That was that was kind of a big one. They have a lot of MLB players. Uh, you got guys like Xander Bogarts. Basically, he's the kind of leader of that team. But the Netherlands have a good lineup. Maybe a little short on pitching. Kind of surprised to see them eliminated. Kind of surprised to see Italy make it in. Cuba makes sense. Cuba's always been good at this. But, uh, yeah, Italy is a surprise team. Chinese Taipei, I thought they looked good. I thought they would do a little better. They did not get in either in that pool. Um, The pool that I've probably seen the most from is Pool B, which was Japan, Australia, South Korea or Korea, uh, Czech Republic, and China. Uh, China was not good. The Czech Republic put on a little bit of a show. Uh, nobody yeah. expected anything, but yeah, they did. I mean, they're, they're showing out a little bit more than you know everybody kind of expected. I don't think realistically, I don't think anybody expected them to win a game. Uh, but they look okay. I mean, they don't look terrible. I believe that yeah, they've won one game. Uh, they struck, you know, your prediction kind of came through there when you were talking about, you know, uh, Shohei getting struck out by a teacher, by like a high school teacher or something. It did happen. He did strike out. I can't remember what the guy's profession was. Um, nine to five. Yeah, it, it was a nine to five job. I want it, it wasn't a doctor. It was, I think it was some sort of educator, if I remember correctly. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he got struck out by one of those guys. So that that was pretty interesting. But they, you know, they, they held in very well in a lot of games. There were some blowouts, mm-hmm. but they held their own a lot. They're, yeah. Their best player uh, is from a D2 school here, close to me, actually. We're going to have to go see him. You're going to have to come down here one of these days, and we'll have to go see him when he gets back to back to the States. South Korea was eliminated, though. This was big news and a big surprise because they were, I don't want to say they were favorites, but they were favorites to move on. They're maybe not favorites over Japan to win the whole thing, but they a very good team. I mean, with a team full of players who are MLB level players, you know, just playing out in Korea and, you know, fill it in with a couple extra MLB stars for good measure. They did not get past Australia. That's kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very shocking, I think. Yeah. And it, it really did come down to the head to head battle, and Australia beat. Korea in that. Korea took a loss to them and Japan. Everybody lost to Japan, though. Japan looks incredible right now. Yeah, Japan looks very good. Uh, if I was get, I think I saw a graphic today where they were the favorites, like the betting favorites at the moment. Yeah. They have so many good pitchers, which is what most mm-hmm. other teams are struggling with right now, is finding pitching. Yes. They have so many good picture, pitchers, and the offense was, you know, they were, they were putting up a lot of runs, too. Led by Shohei, obviously, and they got you know, they got so many superstars over there in their own right. And then um, for me as a Cardinals fan, I'm very thrilled to see Lars Newtbar actually performing really well and putting up good numbers there. So that's that's cool, too. But Yeah, performing well and uh, recruiting Otani at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice to see him always being – like he was involved basically every big inning they had. And that was a big mm-hmm. thing for me, a big takeaway for me as a Cardinals fan. Um, but Japan as a whole, yeah. They look like a favorite, deepest team, all that. Coming mm-hmm. over to oh, another thing I wanted to say about Japan, I forgot about this. Um, did you see when Shohei Otani hit his home run all the way up there, how the person who caught it was just like passing the ball around and like every person was taking the ball and taking a picture with it and then passing it to the next person? It was just I like, yeah, I, I didn't see that, but I did see where uh, where he almost hit himself in the face. You know, yeah, up there on the scoreboard. Yeah. Mean, he launched that. Yeah, there's kind of an interesting environment there in Japan where that's, you know, everything that the fans did out there was so incredible to me. Like the way they cheer nonstop on offense. They got songs, they got chants for all their players. The, mm-hmm. They're so electric. And yeah, it's incredible. And I, I enjoy being able to see that, you know, on a global scale, having, you know, those games played here in America where I can watch that. It's nice. Yeah, so it, it was very neat. Yeah. Coming back over to the pools in America, which aren't as far along. They're not sealed yet. And mm-hmm. we still got a lot to go here. Uh, Canada, U.S. are both 2-1. and one. Like you said, U.S. handled Canada last night, but they took a disappointing loss to Mexico. Canada does look good in their own right. And then Colombia and Great Britain are kind of struggling a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's going to be key for Mexico to come up with some wins here. And if they want to advance, U.S. is, you know, they're in decent position, but they're not in the best position yet either. They have, they're in a must-win situation versus Colombia, basically. Yeah, which they should be able to handle Colombia. I mean, Colombia yeah. Columbia hasn't looked too great, but I mean, the U.S. kind of lacks pitching. So you know, if you get a guy on a bad night and Colombia's hot, then you're you might be in trouble. 
Yeah. And then in Pool D in Miami, this has been probably the most electric pool overall, is Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico on top of that. And one of those teams is going to be eliminated. And it, mm-hmm. it's not Venezuela. Venezuela has advanced. So I think Venezuela was coming into it probably most people's third favorite out of those. But Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, one of those two, which are heavy favorites, one of those two is not going to make it. Yeah, which is very surprising. I mean, I that team or that pool has a lot of really good teams in it. it has a really a lot of really good players. Yeah, yeah, it's got some of the biggest stars. And the Dominican Republic um, lineup is as stacked as any lineup in the MLB. Like it's yeah. offensively about as good as America's. But the, yeah, they're they're in a situation. It'll be interesting. And I think, man, if they play Puerto Rico, it's going to be that's going to be a very intense game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Probably the, that, that's probably the one you want to watch. Yeah, if you're a baseball fan, that's definitely one that you want to circle in your calendar and watch, especially here with spring training games going on that don't mean anything, that you're just kind of watching baseball to be watching baseball. You definitely want to tune into that because that's, that's kind of going to have playoff baseball feel. Oh, yeah. Just especially with how seriously those people take or those players take that game. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yadier Molina coaching – Team Puerto Rico as well. He, he loves he loves the World Baseball Classic. All right. Transfer over to talk about uh, kind of spring training, but just about teams gearing up for the season, basically. Starting off with the Washington Nationals. Is this the year of Steven Strasburg's return? I mean... We've been, we'll we've been the asking... Nationals here. But we've been asking about this for... I don't know. It feels like... Since his first big injury, uh, I mean, when was the last time he played a full se- or yeah a full season? Two thousand nineteen. Okay, 19. and then he missed a couple seasons before that too, didn't he? Mm, no, he had, he had his. Um, I mean, I guess like back in two thousand eleven. Yeah, I said shoot, oh, man, he, I forget that he's been in the league that long. For whatever reason, it feels like to me he's never on the field. It's probably because it's recent. Well, just it's because recently. his dominance is so scattered here and there. Yeah, like I remember when he was a rookie, he was looking like the best pitcher in the league. Uh huh. And, and he then came back and he was good. And then around 2014, things started trailing into mediocrity. In 2017, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then back into mediocrity. And then just hasn't played. Yeah. And he has that massive deal. I th- he's getting he's paid come back at some point, though. Yeah, I mean, he's getting paid what, like forty-five million dollars a year? Thirty-five. Yeah, I'll, either a lot of money for someone that's never on the field. More money than Bryce Harper's being paid. Yeah, I love pointing that out. He, I want Strasburg's. He's probably the biggest deal, or like the first really big deal I remember getting signed. Yeah, and I, I was But yeah, I mean, who knows? I hope so. I enjoy watching Strasburg pitch when he's really dominant. It would be a massive boost for this team, not so much in the fact of like getting them to the playoffs because that's not going to happen, but just being influential for these young pitchers we're going to talk about here in a second. They got some good young talent on the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. They could use a guy like him to lead the way and actually like 
be an ace for them or something, you know? Yeah. Could he pull like a Justin Verlander? Like I know he's not Justin Verlander, but where Verlander basically went two years without pitching and then comes back and looks amazing. Steven Strasburg could come back fully rested and, you know, just look amazing. Why not? Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's a good possibility, but I don't know with his recent struggles on staying on the field. I mean, it, it doesn't seem too likely. Yeah. Now, I did mention the young guys. We have Josiah Gray, Cade Cavalli, and then Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore was the one they got in the trade for Juan Soto, one of the guys. So Mackenzie Gore and Cade Cavalli are both first-round picks, number three and number 22 pick in the draft. And then mm-hmm. Josiah Gray is 25. He pitched all of last season and kind of got beat up, as you might expect, being you know a 24-year-old as like a team's number one starter. Kind of understandable. Yeah. But yeah, those three guys have looked really good in spring training, I think. And that's a lot of youth. And I think that's leading the way for what could be in the future the start of a really good rotation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, those are three good pieces to keep around and to grow with. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously not in a win now situation. They're all three really young. Just let them, let them learn, let them get their kinks out wide. The other, the other parts of the team aren't great. And then by the time those three pitchers are all great, the rest of the team yeah. will be, will kind of grow with them and get up to par. Yeah. And Josiah Gray is 25. Cade Cavelli is an older 24. Mackenzie Gore is a very young 24. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you're, those pitchers aren't even, are not, aren't close to their primes yet. They yeah. still got a couple years. Yeah. Moving to the bullpen, there's nothing to talk about in the bullpen. Bullpen needs help. Moving to the offense. Kybert Ruiz, who's a top prospect catcher, will get his second full year here, and I think this is going to be big for him. He's a guy who can hit for average, just is going to need more time. It's a 24-year-old catcher. You know, he's got potential. Get him the reps. Exactly. And spring spring training is a perfect time to do that. Um, I mean, that's kind of what we're we're going for here, spring training. Um, I mean – it's two months of just baseball. It doesn't matter. You're getting your young guys in. So with these three pitchers, those guys, yeah. I mean, no, no better place to learn than right now. And there's nothing better than having a young catcher and your young pitchers come out together and, you know, get ready and spend time in here and spring training together. That's mm-hmm. big too. In the infield, I really like how their infield is looking. You have, they added, they added Dominic Smith, who is, all right, I'm not his biggest fan. They added, they have Joey Manessis, who was absolutely tearing it up last year. He's 30 years old, so he's not like the key to the future for this team. He's 30 years old, but he hit 324 last season, uh, 13 mm-hmm. home runs, 34 RBIs, and he's absolutely killing it for Team Mexico right now. So yes. that's that's a cool one to keep your eyes on. I think he could have another really solid year. Yeah, I mean, and that's another plus about this baseball classic too, is you're getting a lot of these a lot of these young guys. You know, we mentioned the Canadian pitcher from AAA, um, but yeah, you're getting all these younger guys in meaningful baseball games. Because I mean, if I was a you know if I was a Nationals, you know, manager GM right now, I'd much rather have these guys playing in the World Baseball Classic against these in these meaningful games against this level of competition than playing in their own spring training. Yeah you're going to be learning a whole lot more playing in those games than you are 
you know, out there playing against triple A, double A, and a few, you know, major league stars in spring training. Yeah. Especially for hitters too. Yes. Like pitchers, you, you throw the ball the same to each hitter and, you know, what the hitter is doing has less effect on you. You know, you're trying to make your best pitch either way. And there is an element of, you know, a better hitter, pitcher, you a better hitter. You try to, you know, get around him a little bit more, try to execute a little bit better. But as a whole, when you're trying to prove yourself, I don't think your competition really matters on that. When you're trying to prove yourself or like get reared up and ready to go as a hitter, it definitely matters what level your pitcher is at, what, what you're going up against. So, yeah totally with you i'd rather have them in those environments especially these offensive guys now the rest of the infield this is what i'm talking about is how how i like what they're building here they have luis garcia who is 22 years old you mm-hmm. got jeter downs who is 24 years old and then cj abrams who is yep. 20 22 so mm-hmm. that is the i assume jeter downs will be playing third eventually so you got second, short, and third there. And to me, that's the future of this team, that infield. That's what mm-hmm. I want to see. They don't have an outfield yet, but I like that infield. Yeah. I mean, and Abrams, you know, he's hit, he's hitting 269 right now Um, in, in spring training. You know, he's 9-4, nine 9-26. Four, nine for so, you know, He's struggling a little bit, not too much there. You know, it's good to good to see these guys getting at bats and get some playing time. Yeah. I think Jeter Downs is the only one you were kind of worried about. Yeah. His development. That, yeah. That's why I'm taking I'm trying to find his stats down here. There he is. He's uh tenth right now. Yeah, he's he's struggling bad right now. He's hitting one thirty. Yeah. Twenty three at bats. So it is a little soon, but he did struggle a little bit last season too when mm-hmm. he came up. Yeah, Luis I mean, Garcia that, is looking a little bit better. He's hitting two ninety, hit two seventy five last year. Yeah, I'll say that that was going to be my, my next guy there. He, he's he's definitely playing the best out of all of them. Ten for thirty one, two ninety there, hit with a slugging of four fifty two, OPS of eight hundred. Yeah, so he, yeah. he's looking he's looking good. That's encouraging. But yet Jeter Downs, I think that was that was one of the guys that we we were kind of surprised. One, that was when the we, Red Sox cut, right? The Red yeah. Sox cut him and then they picked him up. So yeah. there is concern with him, but the Nationals are just, you know, hoping for the upside here. Yeah, I mean, every time I saw him play, granted, he only played I don't know, ten, fifteen games up in the majors. Yeah. He didn't look bad. He looked okay. He struggled a little bit at the plate. But he had some big hits. I think he had a, I don't want to say a walk-off, but he had a go-ahead hit against the Yankees. Um, so like he, he showed production a little bit in, in a sample size that he had. But there's obvious some concerns with his development, especially after the Red Sox uh, DFA'd him there yeah. and after the season. Yeah. And he was you one of the two guys for finally, though. Yeah, two out of the three, kind of, I don't want to say prize prospects, but the guys that you were higher up on. If you're yeah. if you hit if you got two out of three guys, two out of the three guys there, you're you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, and if Jeter Downs does happen to come along and make the progresses to be the player that most people think he can be, then you're really looking good. Then mm-hmm. so that's you. Your whole infield's taken care of at that point, basically. Yeah, all really young guys too. Yeah, 
outfield is not looking as great, but they've got time for that. This is really just a season to watch these guys kind of improve and develop them, take care of them, build up for next year. To the national, or to the that was the Nationals. To the Marlins. This team is very uh, reliant upon their starting pitching. They've had concerns with the offense for quite some time, but they did make a move that I am a big fan of, and that is Louisa Rise. We'll talk about that in a second. But the starting rotation, obviously, Sandy at the top is uh, that is big. That is that is one of the best aces in the league. Outside of that, they got a lot of young guys. A lot of young guys, I think, yeah. that could be very good. Mm-hmm. Got yes. Jesus Lazardo, 25 years old, 3.32 ERA last year. Good year for him. So. Yeah. Now, and then another another piece of news that we kind of totally forgot about was Yuri Guriel signed with the Marlins. I I totally forgot about that. It was a minor league deal, but that's a that's a piece a piece of news you might want to, or that's a signing you might want to keep an eye on. Yeah, he's a guy who could have upside as well. Yeah, he could have a lot of upside. That's a low risk, high reward kind of signing. I mean, th- we talked about on the last episode about all these guys signing minor league deals that will most likely end up being big pieces of these teams at some point during the year. I mean, he's, he's another one of those guys. He has World Series experience, playoff experience. He's a, he could be a big hitter, another first baseman. Especially with their offensive struggles, too. But yeah. they also, that, on the pitching side, they added Johnny Cueto, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So getting a lot of veterans in this, uh, in this clubhouse. Yeah. And... Yeah, Johnny Cueto was the veteran on the pitching staff. Trevor Rogers is a young guy. He, I have concern with him. He mm-hmm. won Rookie of the Year. Did he come a rookie, uh, runner up to Jonathan India? I don't know. I forget now. But he was, you know, had a great rookie year and then has looked not so great or didn't look too great last year. Can he bounce back? That would be massive for this pitching staff. But then you mm-hmm. got Edward Cabrera, you got Braxton Garrett, you got they have some, they have a lot of good pitching prospects even behind that. I'm not worried about the pitching staff starting rotation at least, maybe bullpen a little bit, but yeah, I like where the rotation is at as a whole. Between the young options, Johnny Cueto is really the only guy over the age of 30. Yeah, so this rotation is set for a long time. They've got time to fix their offense. Then, right? I think so. I mean, when you got you know, Sandy, Trevor Rogers, and Jesus Lazardo, all three of those young guys, I mean, they're going to be really good for a while. So, yeah. I mean, granted, you need to get your offense going soon. It's not like, okay, we got next year, and then maybe the year after, and then our pitching is going to drop off. It's not going to be like that. you got a good five, six years of these guys, as long as you can keep them all on the roster. So you have yeah. time to develop these younger guys, you know, at the plate, but you also you got to make some upgrades a little bit too. Yeah, and the offensive upgrades they've made push them from a maybe bottom tier offense to a mid tier offense. Yeah. So you know, you add your Yuli, and you add Luis Arise, who is you know the batting title champ. Mm-hmm. That's a great addition. They also added Gene Segura. That should be all right. Joey Wendell can steal a lot of bases. 
Um, and then, you know, you move Jazz Chisholm to center field. He's going to get you some offense. To me, that's kind of where the offense stops. Obviously, Garcia had a very down year 2021. We'll kind of see what happens there. Yeah. AC Sanchez is a prospect who's supposed to be better on offense, hasn't been. Yeah. Brian De La Cruz, there's some expectations for He hasn't stepped up on that yet. Or mm-hmm. Solaire, I think yeah. you and I don't expect the most from him. No. I mean, he's had up and down t- points, but. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I mean, he can go. I mean, he can have a stretch like he did in the World Series with the Braves. Mm-hmm. And then he can have. And then a season like last year, which I don't think was a bad season, but it wasn't the guy. It, it wasn't who the Mar- leader. Yes, exactly. He wasn't. I don't want to say he wasn't the guy the Marlins signed or like were wanting when they signed him because he hasn't really been, you know, the World Series MVP for most of his career. 13 uh, but, runs 207 last year. Yeah, so I mean, not the best. Yeah, he did hit forty-eight home runs in twenty nineteen. So he just, yeah, I mean, he went from like nine home runs to like forty-eight, then back down to eight home runs. Like he just, yeah, real inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Yep, very inconsistent. Overall, what do you think for this team? What What are they looking at? Like, are they fourth in this division, or can they make or something else? I don't think they're fourth, uh, but I think the division's pretty good. Um, I think I, I don't, I don't want to say they're not fourth. I don't. I think they have potential not to be fourth. Uh, their pitching is, I think, is too good. Uh, they had made some veteran signings on the offensive side, or well, for for offense there. Uh, I think, I think they can make a run there, the third to second in the division, but. I mean, who knows? I, I don't. I think it's more closer to the three, four range than the second than uh, two. Um, but also would not surprise me if they, if they had a season just like they did this past season as well. Yeah. Now we move on to Philadelphia. I really like what Philadelphia is doing. I honestly mm-hmm. think this could be the second best team in the division. Yeah, I, I can make it. You can also make an argument that it's the best team in the division. But you could yes. very well make that. Yes, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I think a lot of people overlook the rotation. Yeah, I, I mean, there, people are rot- very busy talking about the Mets rotation, but this, <laughs> like this. Yeah, I, I mean, and a lot of a lot of people are looking at at the offense too. The, all the offensive signings, I think the Trey Turner signing, kind of, you know, just offense, offense, offense. But I mean, this pitching pitching staff is very, very good. Yeah, they're looking for a five. Yeah, that yeah. that is their one piece. They need another starter, but I mean, they don't have to go out and sign a you know super notable guy. I mean, they can go out, you know, and get one of these guys. That's, I mean, they there's a five available. They just have to pick out which one they want. Yeah, I I really do like the depth of the rotation too. Like one through four are incredible. Like mm-hmm. you know Wheeler and Nola, they're aces. Yep. And then you got Ranger Suarez, who is, you know, he could be at upper level two and he's a three here. Taiwan Walker mm-hmm. could be an upper level two and he's a four here. So, yeah, I do like that. And they have options with the five spot. And it may mean turning to a young guy like Painter, which would be yeah. awesome. It could also mean looking elsewhere at the trade deadline. You know, coming up with a five isn't the hardest thing ever. 
They have a no. good bullpen. They've, bullpen was a real problem years ago. They've kind of improved on that. Like where yeah. they're going. Yeah, they're. I mean, their bullpen's pretty good. But the offense, though. Yeah, I mean, this offense is is great. I mean, there's that's pretty much all you can say. I mean, from one to nine. I mean, there's not really a weak spot. Yeah. I mean, Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper when he comes back, Cassianos when he's on. I mean, you got Royce Hoskins. Real Muto. Yeah, Real Muto. I mean, even some of these bench guys can come in and perform too. You got Josh Harrison down there? Yeah, yeah, that was the guy I was looking at. I mean – now, yeah. boom. I mean, you got, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just so hard. It's, it's going to be hard to stop this offense. Granted, it was last year and they just got better. Yeah. Defense was a concern last year. It'll be a concern mm-hmm. this year, but they'll yeah. have Brandon Marsh for a full year, which was a big thing, mm-hmm. big turning point. Yes. The trade deadline when they added him, really turned around, boosted their, boosted them defensively and, you know, helped them move forward. Yeah, but shoot, I mean, when your offense is that that good, I mean, offense is the best defense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I will will say the defense could hold them back a little bit compared to the team that I think is going to finish in first. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're looking good. I like them a lot. Mets, another, big spenders. Another, yeah, another team that's very very good. And that looks looks very good in the spring training as well. Not so much today. They're getting beat by the Nationals that we talked about earlier. But missing I mean, all your players at the World Baseball Classic, so you know exactly. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of to that point where in spring training, we're kind of talking about you know what's going on in spring training and looking at these teams. A lot of these teams don't have their players right now, so it's kind of hard to. Yeah, Cardinals are down nineteen players. Yeah, I, most of those are eleven from their twenty-five man roster. Yeah, I was like, shoot, most of those are playing for uh... Team USA. Oh, is it Team USA? I, was, I, I don't know why I couldn't think of Yachty's name for a second. Mine went blank. I don't think there's really any others on Puerto Rico. Oh, was that? Lars is in Japan. Uh, Edmonds in Korea. Most of the others. O'Neill's in Canada. But most of the other yeah. starters are Team USA. I guess when the when the face of the team's a cardinal, you just kind of think, yeah, there's going to be a lot more cardinals than there is. Yeah. Where's Wilson Contreras from? Wilson Contreras did not go, and I was kind of shocked by that the other day. Yes, yeah, a lot of these. There was a lot of guys that didn't go. Yeah, and it makes sense, I guess, for some of the guys who are with new teams, like Wilson Contreras, trying to learn a new set of uh, pitchers. Probably is not the best time for him to be taking a couple weeks off. Yeah, that is true. Uh, where's Wilson Contreras from? He's from Venezuela, so they have. Um, this guy thought he was from Venezuela. He is, so they got a uh, Salvi already on their team. So they're doing right on a catcher. Anyway, back to the Mets rotation. It's deep. Yeah, it's good and they, it's deep. Yeah, I mean they got a lot of, lot of guys here. I mean, your one when your one two is going to be Justin Verlander, Max Schwarzer. That's going to be that was tough. I mean, you thought Jacob Degrom Schwarzer was tough last year. I would much rather have a Verlander Schwarzer 
one too. Mm-hmm. Just be, just because Verlander's definitely going to be. I mean, he's going to be on the mound. I mean, he doesn't miss a lot of time. He missed, you know, that full year, but then he came back and won a Cy Young. So can't yeah. can't fault him for that. But yeah, I mean, pretty the one two I think is enough. Granted, their three fours are also very good with uh, Singa. Three four five. Yeah, and Carrasco and then McGill. They're at their five right now. I mean, any one of those nights, I mean, I mean, it, you're going to be struggling for hits. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to get you're going to have to get the starter out right in the third, fourth inning, or you know, third, fourth, fifth, you know, something like that to have a chance to win. Because if you're if this starter's going seven innings, it's, you're not going to win the game unless your yeah. pitchers, unless you're, you know, you're got a Degrom on there or. A, Garrett Cole when he's on, or you know Sandy, a guy like that who's going to fight back. But if you're on your third, fourth guy, you're not going to win the game. Yeah, I uh, the one two, like you said, is Lee. I am I think Kodai is going to be your number three. I think he's going to do some really good things this year. Mm-hmm. Expect good things from him. I am not as high on Quintana or Carrasco though. The reason yeah. being, I think they're still a good 4-5. Like, they're proven MLB starters. They're going to get you their innings. They're going to do what they do. But I don't think that they're really as special as a lot of people are making them out to be, maybe. If I will. So, the 1 through 3 is very special. 4 and 5 are solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bullpen's good, too. Yeah. You know, Bullpen. you got Edwin Diaz out there. Yeah, and a lot of depth. Yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, you got David Robertson. Um, Adovino's got some crazy movement. Yeah, uh, Brooks Raley. I've heard great things about him coming up too. So, mm-hmm. Drew. Smith. I am concerned on the offensive side, though. I know they haven't made many changes on the offensive side. I have just never really liked how this offense has worked. Yeah, I mean, they got stars. Uh, yeah, you got stars, but. It's all inconsistent. I mean, Francisco Lindor, he he looked very good this past year. He's starting to get his into his own, looking like the Francisco Lindor that was in Cleveland. Uh, Pete Alonso, I know you are you're not the biggest Pete Alonso guy, but he's a producer. He's a table clear. Yes, you know he's he t- clears the table there. But I'm looking at their depth chart here, and I'm looking at Darren Ruff. Have, have you followed him at all during the spring training? No. He is yet to get a hit. I mean, to be training. fair, he's like their third first baseman. Yeah, that's true. But he's get. I feel like he's getting a decent amount of time. Well, at least Pete at, at least at the plate. Yeah, because Pete Alonso. And yeah. Vogelbach's off. Is Vogelbach with Mexico? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't. I I think I saw yeah. him somewhere. I don't think he in a Mets uniform, but I saw him here recently. Yeah, well, I just thought that was interesting. There, and that Jeff McNeil is very good. Uh but I mean, all these guys, they have stars like Starling Marte. You know, Daniel Vogelback. We mentioned Nimmo, but none of these guys are real consistent. Yeah, there's. I feel like they lack superstar. Yes, they I mean, have star. They lack superstar. Yes. Like, if you were to compare them, I, I, w- I want to say Toronto Blue Jays. Because mm-hmm. Toronto Blue Jays and the Mets are two teams who, like, one through nine, any player could make the All-Star game. 
But who here looks like an MVP level player? Whereas the Blue Jays have Bo Bichette and Vlad. Mm-hmm. Could be MVP caliber. They got what could possibly be the best catcher in the game. And Alejandro Kirk. Probably not, but could be. Yeah. And here, what do we have? I mean, Pete Alonso has been... Yeah, I'll say... I, I would take Lindor off this roster. If I had to pick a guy that'd be an MVP level guy, I'd pick Lindor. But Alonso, Pete Alonso's been in the MVP conversation the last, what, two, three years? Pete Alonso has been in the... Uh, the people who think home runs and RBIs get MVPs. Yeah, which realistically is a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, he's been on the, I don't want to say he's been a betting favorite, but he's been in the top three probably all year for the last two, three years. Now he hasn't been one, but he's been two or three for a while, but that's also just because nobody else was really having an MVP caliber caliber year. And he was, I think, what was it last year or the year before he was leading the NL and home runs and RBIs for like 75% of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, so you have one guy, I yeah. don't, you know, maybe two. Yeah, I would, I would say more one because if I look at, you know, star power MVP level guys, I'm picking Lindor over Alonzo every time, and I mean, yeah. and I'm I'm a pretty big Alonzo fan. I think he, I think he has that potential to be, but I don't. I feel like it may also be Lindor because he carries himself a lot different. Yeah. Lind- I love Lindor. I love his interviews. Mm-hmm. I love the way he plays. I think exactly. he could very well be an MVP level player. Mm-hmm. With, he went through a bit of a downtime when he first went to New York. Yeah, which most people do, and they go from a small market team to a big, big market yeah. team in New York. I, I, I mean, just say with with Pete though, just having done these top ten first baseman rankings and having looked through like all the stats, he always comes out lower than what I expect or what I hear from him, mm-hmm. and it's. I feel like I could just name like four other first basemen in the National League that are just as good, if not better, than him. And so at that oh, point, no, it feels like. So at that point, it just feels like he could make an All Star game, but he can't be an MVP. Yeah, makes and sense. You know. So anyway, that's kind of how this whole offense feels. And you know, Canna is good, but past his prime. Starling Marte is good, but past his prime. I mean. But the way Marte plays plays the game now is not nearly the way he played the game at the beginning of his career. He mm-hmm. was a big stolen base guy at the beginning of his career. Big, mm-hmm. you know, he could hit for average and stuff. And now he is, you know, excuse me, he's hitting for average now. He's not hitting as many home runs. He's not stealing as many bases. You know, he's just, you know, they're solid players, but they're not all the stars they used to be. Eduardo Escobar doesn't look like he used to look either. So that's kind of how the Mets are. Mm-hmm. They could still win the World Series, though. Yeah, yeah, they can. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. I will say though, Atlanta Braves. This is my favorite. Yeah, I I was waiting for us to get to the Braves. I thought you were you were going to put them kind of first of like the really good teams in this division. Uh, I mean, this team's yeah. really, really, really good. Um. You know, you kind of thought they were going to be a letdown after they, uh, you know, they lost Freeman last year. Uh, but, I mean, they're kind of going to have to go through the same thing again. They just lost uh, Swanson. But, I mean, they have guys to replace them. I mean, yeah. this team this team's still going to be very good. You know, they're and they're all really, really young. 
they're all locked up for a long time. I think all the 2028, I think is the first available free agent, 2026, something like that. And it's Acuna. Yeah. They replaced Swanson with a 22 year old who hit 291 last year when he yeah. came up in Bonnie Grisham. So I think, I think they're okay. Know, yeah. This team is, they're very smart. Their ownership has been made some great moves and they're very quiet. A lot of people overlook that. Mm-hmm. Overlook what they're doing. The rotation is great. You got Max Fried, Kyle Wright, and Spencer Strider, all three of which could make like a top 10 starting pitcher ranking, if you know, depending on how you do it. Yep. Um, all, they're all extremely young. Yep. There may be a little bit of concern with the depth of the rotation. This may be something that holds them back. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the at the birth at the date of births here of the whole of the rotation. You're, if you're going to take, I'm going to take out Charlie Morton, who <laughs> born in '83. Uh, yeah, so he's obviously not young. So we're going to toss him out. Max Fried, ninety, born in '94. Kyle Wright, born in '95, and then l- these last two guys: Spencer Strider, born in '98, and then Bryce Elder in '99. Yeah. So Bryce Elder, 23 years old. That's he, crazy. Yeah, we'll see. I guess he's going to get more time. He should probably move into the five spot, but yeah, a young so guy, he may or may not fulfill yeah, that. So, he's yeah, looks solid, though. Yeah, that's where – that was the the depth chart there off MLB.com there. They have him slot in that five. But, hey, I but, mean, a 23-year-old. 23-year-old start. His first MLB season for the Braves. Sounds yeah, like a, it sounds like a rookie of the year to me. Yeah, I mean, and he's six two two twenty. So I mean, he's he's got an MLB ready body. He's just got a he's surrounded know, get by it. young guys and veteran guys who can show him the ropes too. Exactly. So this spring training, I mean, I'd be getting him as many starts as possible. Just get his control down, get his command in, get him comfortable. But yeah, open solid too. Yeah, I would say looking at that too. I mean, I mean they got a lot of guys here. AJ Minter, Raziel Iglesias, Colin McHugh. Mm-hmm. That's just the beginning. I mean, Tyler Matzik. They got a, they got a lot of guys. I like Kirby Yates even down there, way down there. But offensively, this is where this team really takes off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just looking at the two catchers here. I mean, you got Sean Murphy and then Travis Denard. I mean, both of those very high level catchers. Yeah, that, I'm, I've never shown that. been on the Travis Darno train, but Sean Murphy's like my favorite. So, yeah, I say I knew I you haven't been. Yeah, I said, and then they locked him up for a while. Yeah, and I if mean, Travis Darno's your backup, I'm happy with that. Even if yeah, I don't like, Darneau. yeah, I mean, he's not a solid. I mean, he's a very solid starter, but I mean, he's not. He's not Sean Murphy, and then to have him as your backup there, I mean, you're looking at two two great catchers. Mm-hmm. There, Matt Olson and Austin Riley. I mean, both those guys can come in and start and hit very well. Yep. You know, then you got Ozzy, Grisham, Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna. If he comes back and plays like he's no, he can. Yeah, you got Michael Harris and then Acuna. I mean. I mean, this is very good. I don't think it's as good as the Phillies on offense, but it's still very, very good in their division. Yeah, I see a hole in left field. I don't like mm-hmm. Eddie Rosario. I don't know what yeah. Marcelo Zuna is doing. Yeah, that's what I see. I mean, that. 
yeah, th- those two guys are the only two guys in that lineup that I don't love. Yeah, yeah. I the rest of this offense. I mean, talking about your MVP caliber players. Oh yeah, Matt Olson can put up some sneaky good numbers. I don't know that I would say MVP level. He's probably about the same as Olson or mm-hmm. as Alonzo. Yeah, he's, I agree with that. He's much. He's a much more analytical, savvy player. Like he always does well with the on base percentage, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Riley though was in the MVP conversation last half of the year. He would have been the MVP. Yep. Made a if run had, for it. Yeah, if he would have played a little bit better in that first half. Yeah. Yep. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. Of course, who is yeah. easily could be an MVP favorite any given year. Yeah. He. Came back from entry last year. You know, he struggled a little bit in the beginning. Took him a little bit to get back in the swing of things. But once he was on, he was on. Looking pretty solid right now for Venezuela. Yes, I'll say that's another one of those guys that you definitely definitely want to have up against those guys in the World Baseball Classic other than, you know, these spring training guys. You know, keep them fresh, especially coming off injury like he was. Yep. All right, so we made it through the National National League East. You want to shut us down, Noah? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and shut down here. Uh, that is the third out. Make sure you go like our or follow our TikTok, Instagram at the third out. Of course, we got Twitter going on. Uh, oh, which reminds me, we had we had a poll out on uh, two episodes ago asking if tw- Bryson was going to get a Twitter. It was a hundred percent no. Uh, actually, Bryson, did you end up getting a Twitter? We never talked about it. No. Yeah. So. That that would have been my guess. Kind of forgot actually. That, was, that that's exactly why I thought it would be a no because I I knew as soon as we got off our call here, you, Twitter didn't even cross your mind. Nope. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you have a million other things going on. Ah, uh, yeah, no. I'd be, absolutely worry worry about getting a Twitter Twitter account, but yeah. You know, as always, thank you for listening. Come back next week, and that was the third out. We'll talk to you guys later.